Thank you for joining us for this week's broadcast of A Word from the Lord. Today, Dr. Beach brings us the message, The Five Needs of Mothers. Today's special feature comes from Resurrection, Part 5. Here now is Dr. Foley Beach. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Our challenge is to lovingly share that with people in ways that they can hear it and understand it and grasp it and not be like Philip. He said, show us. And they missed Jesus. Fortunately, Philip got it. When my son James was about two years old, we went to the beach to visit some friends and the family we were staying in, the wife was a nurse and she had one of those stethoscopes sitting there on the couch and James picks it up and starts playing with it. So she helps him put it on, on right and puts the end of it up against her, her heart and she says, James, do you hear anything? Yeah. What do you hear? Now remember, he's about two or three. I think I hear Jesus in there. <laughs> and he's trying to get out. I think that that's the challenge that you and I face. Jesus is with us, and he's in our lives, and he's trying to get out. He wants us to share him, but we've got to figure out how to communicate this with people in a way that they can understand it, and we don't come across as these Bible-thumping, mean, gripey, frustrated people that just don't like life. Do you know what I'm saying? I am the way, the truth, and the life, he says. Well, this passage concludes with a couple of promises. The first is in verse 12. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Wow. He who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. Well, the apostles ended up doing what Jesus had been doing. And people down through the ages did what Jesus had been doing. So we should be doing what Jesus was doing. This past weekend in the conference we had, I heard about an Anglican bishop in Uganda who will not ordain anyone to the ministry unless they fulfill the following four requirements. That they can heal the sick. That they can cast out demons. That they know how to evangelize boldly and with clarity. And the fourth is that they reproduce themselves. They make disciples. Those who have faith in Jesus will do what he did, and we should be doing the same thing. The second promise is in verse 13 and 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus says that it will bring glory to the Father when he answers our prayers by doing what we ask him to do. What a great promise. I know so many times we come to the Lord with 
with trepidation, almost with being intimidated, not really believing, not really understanding that he wants to answer our prayer. He wants to do what we ask in his name. Wonderful passage of scripture. Where are you going? They asked Jesus. Where are you going? This morning I'd like to ask you, where are you going? Can you say I'm going to the Father? Going to the Father. Amen. That was Dr. Foley Beach with today's special feature from Resurrection Part 5. Here now is today's message. Five needs of mothers. Father, we ask that as we open your word now this morning, you'd come and speak to our hearts. Help us to be faithful Christians to our moms. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is the day of Pentecost. And on this day, the church throughout the world remembers that the Holy Spirit was poured out and thus being poured out, everyone is entitled to have a relationship with God. We call this the birthday of the church. However, today is also Mother's Day. And so today I'd like to focus the sermon time on our mothers. William Harley writes that there are five needs that wives have that husbands need to attend to. The first is affection. The second is conversation. The third is honesty and openness. The fourth is financial support. The fifth is family commitment. Now, some Holy Cross wives reminded me or wanted to make sure I remind you that there's an assumption in all of this that, that they're friends first. If you're not friends, the rest falls apart. Well, those are five needs of wives I would like this morning to talk about five needs of mothers. But first, I'd like to remind us that this is a tough day for many people. For some, motherhood was an accident, and it wasn't a welcome one. For some, biological motherhood isn't possible. For some, their mothers weren't all that nice, and their memories are not that good. And for some, motherhood, even under the best of circumstances, is still very difficult. So let's remember to be sensitive and and caring to everyone in our midst. A cartoon in a recent magazine showed a psychologist talking with his patient. And the caption under the cartoon said this. Let's see, he said, you spend 50% of your energy on your job. 50% on your husband, and 50% on your children. I think I see your problem. Isn't that true? Isn't that what so many moms are going through? Herb Forst, uh, writing in Reader's Digest, wrote about what not to buy your wife on Mother's Day. Uh, He writes this, Although the only person a man usually shops for is his wife, the whole experience is a very stressful one. Many man has felt the extreme frigid temperatures for a long period based on a poor gift selection. As a veteran of these wars, I'm still not sure what to buy my wife, but I'll pass on what not to buy her. First, don't buy anything that plugs in. Anything that requires electricity is seen as utilitarian. 
Secondly, don't buy clothing that involves sizes. <laughs> the chances are one in 7,000 that you'll get her size right. And your wife will be offended the other 6,999 times. Do I look like a size 16, she'll say? Or too small a size doesn't cut it either. I haven't worn a size 8 in 20 years. Third, avoid all things useful. The new silver polish advertised to save hundreds of hours is not going to win you any brownie points. <laughs> Four, don't buy anything that involves weight loss or self-improvement. <laughs> She'll perceive a six-month membership to a diet center as a suggestion that she's overweight. Uh, number five, don't buy jewelry. The jewelry your wife wants you can't afford, and the jewelry you can't afford she doesn't want. <laughs> and finally, don't spend too much. How do you think we're going to afford that, she'll ask. But don't spend too little either. She won't say anything, but she'll think, is that all I'm worth? Five needs of mothers. Mothers have all kind of needs. These are at least five of those. The first need is to know God, to know the Lord. A mother needs to know the Lord, to have a personal relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. Without that relationship, she's not able to run on all cylinders. The day we're celebrating today, Pentecost Sunday, reminds us that the Holy Spirit was given to all who believe in Jesus. And what happens is, is when someone receives Jesus into their life, Jesus comes, but in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit then enables you as a person and me as a person to live the life God wants us to live. So a mom trying to live her life without knowing God isn't running on all cylinders. John 17, 3, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Knowing God, having that personal relationship with him. Philippians 3, 7 says this, Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, everything I once had going for me is insignificant, dog dung. I dumped it all in the trash so I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. When you come to know him, everything else in the world is insignificant. Everything is insignificant compared to the value of knowing him, having that relationship, and the difference he makes in your life. The second need of a mother is to be loved by her husband. To be loved by her husband. If she's married, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says this, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Husbands, love your wives. That's a pretty steep order. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, some of the ways we can love our wives is to practice 1 Corinthians 13. Most of you know this. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. 
It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Another way that husbands can love their wives is with a simple word. It's called care. Care. Care about her. Care about what she is interested in. Care about what's happening in her world. Care. Another way we can love our wives is to bless them. To bless them. Speak blessing upon them. Speak blessing to them. Pray blessing over them. And another way husbands can love their wives is time. T-I-M-E. When you spend time with someone, you say, you say to them that they're valuable, that you care. In the Anglican wedding service, the groom is asked the following question. It's called the Declaration of Consent. Will you love her, comfort her, honor and keep her? In sickness and in health and forsaking all others, be faithful to her as long as you both shall live. I think this is a good summary of loving her. Comfort, honoring her, keeping her, forsaking all others, being faithful, love. Mothers have a need to be loved by their husbands. A third need that mothers have is help. Help. Now, don't interpret that wrong. I put a definition here so you'd know what I meant by they need help. Okay? The American Heritage Dictionary says help means to give assistance to, aid, to give a hand or assist, to give relief to. Mothers need help. They are given this impossible, incredible job, and some reason we expect them to do it by themselves. Here's some possible ways to help. You can come up with your own list. Grocery shopping. Changing the diapers, cleaning the house, giving them time off. That means time where they can go out and do something on their own without the kids or without you. Helping with carpooling or fixing meals or cleaning the dishes. If she's a grandmother, to help her in such a way where she then has time to be able to spend with her grandkids. In your notes there, I put a line there, I can assist by. Think of the mothers in your world. How could you assist them? Take this home and think about it and and write it down and then try to help them. A fourth need that mothers have today is encouragement. Encouragement. Mom after mom that I talk to, they feel worn out, burdened, wrung out. Tired. They need encouragement. They need someone to encourage them, to tell them they're doing a good job, to build them up. Second Thessalonians two sixteen and seventeen says this: May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and the God, and God our Father, who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Encouragement. This is a way we can encourage with our deeds and with our words. Honey, I think you did a good job there. Or 
I think you handled that well. Or, honey, you're awesome at that. Encourage them. Jim Tomberlin writes, Mothers don't just have to survive motherhood. They can thrive through it if four aspects of their life are true. Mothers need to know that through all their hardship, God loves them. Mothers need to know their family appreciates them. Mothers need to let go of the supermom myth that pervades our culture. And moms need to focus on the ultimate reward of motherhood, that they made the difference in the life of their children. God chooses ordinary people to do amazing jobs. In this case, he chooses women to be mothers. It is amazing what happens when you encourage. You strengthen. You empower. How can you be of encouragement to the moms you know? And a fifth need that mothers have is appreciation. Appreciation. Nothing like appreciation. Nothing like not being taken for granted. The scripture tells us to bless each other and to to appreciate one another. Priscilla Wayne said, as bread is the staff of life, the simple sustenance of the body, so appreciation is the food of the soul. The picture I have is like a a, a wilted flower. (laughs) And you appreciate it's like pouring water. And pretty soon that flower begins to to open up and blossom. Appreciation. Saying thank you. Giving gratitude. We all want to be thanked. We all want to be valued. We all want to know that we've made a difference. We all want to be loved. Appreciation. William James wrote, The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. And our moms need to be appreciated from their children, from their husbands, appreciation. Not just on one day of the year, but every day, appreciation. So moms have at least five needs. To know the Lord, to be loved by her husband, help, encouragement, and appreciation. Now, I want you to think a minute about the moms in your life. It may be your mother. It may be your spouse. It may be someone who you know is a mother. How can you make a difference in their life? How can you apply these in their lives? I want to encourage you to do that. Now, this morning you may be here and you may be a mother who doesn't know the Lord. You may have been religious all your life. You may have been in church all your life. You may not have been in church. But this whole idea of knowing the Lord is really a foreign concept, having this personal relationship with him. Well, it's really quite simple, but you kind of have to understand what's going on. You first acknowledge God for who he is, that he's the Lord, that Jesus is Lord of all. And then you acknowledge your sins. And none of us are perfect. Nobody in here, when we look in the face of God, are are going to be able to say that we're without sin. So we acknowledge that, that we're sinful, and we ask God to forgive us. And then we do something, and this is the one that most people leave out. You ask Jesus to come and live within you. You ask him into your heart. And what happens when you do that? 
It's what we remember on this day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes as the Spirit of Jesus, and He comes and takes up residence and fulfills you. And then you live your life in obedience to Him. So some of you this morning may have never done that. You don't know the Lord. And when I speak of having this relationship with Him, you think, well, that's great for you. You're a minister. No, it's for everybody. And so I want to give you a chance to think about that this morning. And perhaps if you've never asked Him into your life, to, to say a simple prayer and invite Him to come in. So let's pray together. Father, I thank You for our moms. Help us to be people who love them, who help them, who encourage them, and who appreciate them. And Father, for someone here who may not know you, I ask right now that you'd give them the courage to come before you in the next few moments and and open their life to your presence. Amen. Hi, this is Foley Beach, and I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. I'm so grateful that we have this privilege of bringing the Word of God to you. If you're listening today and the Lord is speaking to your heart, the Lord is is drawing you to Him. I want to invite you to open yourself to Him, to open your heart, to invite Him to come and and live in your life. It's really a simple prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are the Lord. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I've messed up, and I ask your forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, I want you to come and live in my life. So I invite you. I open myself to you. Come and indwell me in your presence. It's not a difficult prayer, but it has to be a sincere prayer. It has to be something that you intend to do and follow up on. And perhaps I'm speaking to somebody as well today who is a believer, And you're not where God wants you to be. Are you straight off the path? Are you living in disobedience or in sin right now and you know it's wrong? Or he's asked you to do something and and you refuse to do it. Why not today say, yes, Lord? Why not today do what he wants you to do? Or stop doing what he doesn't want you to do? And get your life right to him. Life's too short. It goes by so quick. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day the Lord wants to speak to you, to bless you, to guide you, to strengthen you. And this is my prayer for you this day. And the whole reason we at A Word from the Lord broadcast this radio program is that God might speak into your life, that you might be the person He's called you to be. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit A Word from the Lord. There you will find today's message and previously aired messages, where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. A word from the Lord.org has audio archives of Foley Beach's one minute radio feature and much more. So visit a word from the Lord.org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can find a word from the Lord on Facebook and be sure to click the like button to follow our feed on Facebook. You'll want to be sure to visit Foley's blog at bishopfoleybeach.blogspot.com. On the blog, you can read the many articles posted by Dr. Beach. Many of these blog entries are excerpts and full articles published in local publications. 
You can also follow Foley on Twitter. His Twitter address is twitter.com at Foley Beach. If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at foleybeach at a word from the Lord.org. Again, his email is foleybeach at a word from the Lord.org. You can contact us by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Our mailing address again is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. We thank you for this opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us again next time for the next broadcast of A Word from the Lord. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.